with your one-time special host, Ian Bush. Yvonne Mason is actually out on some personal business, so if you believe in it or um, if you support it, uh, just thoughts and prayers out to her and her family as they go through this time. But as Yvonne says, the show must go on, right? And what a show we have tonight. Mary's already laughing. I can hear it. I was just grinning. I wasn't laughing yet. 
uh, yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, like I can, I can channel my, my inner Yvonne pretty well. So uh, I've already alluded to it, but our guest tonight's Mary. Um, say your last name for me, because I know I'm gonna screw it up. It's easy. It's Brotherton. Well, you know, Brother? the easy ones are the With ones that get hard. When, right? I understand, but you know, they say Ian Bush, and it's like, no, it's Ian Bush. Like, you know, that's you know how it goes. Pushy Bush. Anyways, Mary Brotherton, <laughs> right? After years of yes. writing and editing for others, seeing my name on their mastheads, she took a break in 2012 to become my mother's character, her mother's caregiver. When she crossed over yeah, two years later, mother. she thought, yeah, well, you could. Do you want to meet her? I'll bring her on the show. <laughs> I'd love to. No, I haven't talked to her in months. Um, when she crossed over two years later, she thought she could step back into the same path I've walked, she walked for much of her career, and life threw her a curve. So in 2018, she joined other professionals to create Peace Corps, Inc., where they do business at Be Unique Magazine and provide a free educational publication that highlights people doing amazing things to make our world better. Peace Corps is an acronym. To discover it means please visit BeUnique.org, and while you're there, check out the other products and services that their charity offers. She still writes and edits as a freelancer, as time permits. Be Unique is her passion, and if you want to be a part of the movement, they welcome you to join them. So we actually talked um, a couple months ago, and I um, really enjoyed that conversation. I'm actually going to use a lot of, yeah, I, you know, when we were bringing this show up in the beginning, man, we were just, it was electrifying. It still is to this day. I'm so happy that the the momentum and the energy is still there. After a while, it gets stale. No, I still come on the show, and I'm like, ooh, who am I talking to tonight? I'm like, ooh, what, what is this, you know? And I, I think our uh, listeners um, still feel that to this day, too, truly. That's cool. So for the first question, I'm just going to jump right into – we already talked about it. How is Be Unique? What, what, what's been going on with that? Holy moly, that's a loaded question. You know, we're not yet four years old. And we have yeah. bypassed or surpassed our five-year plan. And so oh, at wow. some point, I'm going to have to find time to revise that. Uh, the newest thing we've got going is we got a grant in October. I think it was October. End of September, early October. Uh, $1,000 grant from a person who lives in the same county where Be Unique was headquartered. And he said, you know what I'd love to see with Be Unique is to have a local flavor. So we added mm-hmm. a little more money than what he gave us, and we now have 1,500 actual printed magazines that we're in the process of distributing. So we're now creating two magazines, one that has a uh, very local flavor and one that has uh, more of a global flavor. And, yeah, you know, you said that we talk about amazing people, and we do. We tell great stories about good people doing fascinating stuff, all in the effort yeah. of making the world a better place. And, you know, um, you actually uh, kind of went into my... 
you, you went into my second question a little bit because I was going to ask what some, some of the products uh, were going to come out for 2022. But, I mean, in four years, you already exceeded your five-year plan. Like, that's, that's, yeah. that's a crazy amount of work. And I, I remember when we discussed last time, you said this was like a breakneck 24-7 ops speed. I mean, you guys are just pumping out products left and right. <laughs> and you know, we do uh, when we first started of... yeah it's crazy when we first started this we were doing mm-hmm. monthly magazines and then as the mm-hmm. that, I think we did 14 issues before we decided wait a minute we're working way too hard for little in, you know very little payback but we got our, right. our brand established, and we got our name out there. So, um, I mean, we reach more than one and a half million people every year. Oh, and, and that's not 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 having any marketing uh, yeah, people out there pushing it. It's proprietary, just, right? It's very yeah. generic, very organic. The um, the thing is now. Instead of doing four issues a year with this new magazine, provided it pays for itself. If Be Unique Brevard does not pay for itself, mm-hmm. we'll print whenever we can. But the goal is to print right. four times a year of that one. So we'll be doing eight magazines a year. And then our, our plan is to find another community whether it's Orlando or elsewhere, it might be in your backyard before I know it. I don't know where we're going next because we don't really. I was going to say that. What's that? I mean, so, you know, I'm on the West coast right now and I feel like in my, in my life, I've noticed that's the East Coast that gets the writers and the artists. And, you know, you get a little bit with California and whatnot. But, like, more the Southwest is kind of uh, – and this is just my opinion. I know I'm going to piss off a lot of Southwest people, and that's okay. Uh, this is off the chain, so, you know, I can take it. But there are I – don't, I don't see a big art movement out here. I see a lot of natural beauty art, like photography. But, like, where are the South – West authors and and guilds and you know what I mean. Um, I think part of the reason that you don't see a lot of that is because of the the density of the population. Um, oh, that's fair. Yeah. The, you know, Florida has a lot of writers, and we have a lot of of um, mm-hmm. visual arts and performance arts. But I think part of that is because we get a lot of people migrating down from the Northeast, from New York. Yeah. And um, well, they're either here full-time or part-time. There are people who are – Yeah. Oh, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Think of the demographic. But if you've you got, got people with a little bit more time on their hands. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of it has yeah. to do with density. A thousand people yeah. in, in uh, Florida – is going to make a, a mm-hmm. total different connection than a thousand people in Wyoming, because yeah. Oh, yeah. they're not going to have the the density of the population because they're bigger, spread out. Um, I mean, there are so many 
deserts that you can cross and not a lot you can do out there. <laughs> Unless you're in Then they have no excuse to get in their houses and write. Right, exactly. They have no excuse. They they must well, be in their houses and write. We're building not, the, the Southwest Guild. I don't know if it's a matter of excuse or maybe it's a matter of what drives them. You know, if they are um, out there on a ranch or, um, I don't know, I I guess their purpose is different. I'm sure there are some artists out there, but it it depends on where out there is. Um, And there's a reason that certain people gravitate. Yeah, I mean, you're probably not going to find a whole lot of artists on uh, Wall Street. And you may not find a whole lot in uh, Detroit. However, well, I don't know what you'll find in Detroit these days. Um, but, oh. you know, <laughs> there's, a, there's a certain kind of art that is maybe not what you and I think of as art when we, when we say, oh, I'm going to go do art. Um, the auto manufacturers are definitely artistic. Mm-hmm. In their own way. I mean, I love certain cars, and I, I like to, to be around them because there's a certain artistic value to them. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, I guess, you know, what is it? They say beauty's in the eye of the beholder, and so is art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, and but you yeah, must have remembered the thing uh, that you mentioned the West Coast. You're from Michigan? Yeah, we talked about that last time. No, yeah, that's that's why we said Detroit. I was like, oh, my people. <laughs> people, rise up. <laughs> well, you know, don't, you think in terms of I, when, when I hear Detroit, I always think of Motor City. You know, I think of the cars. Oh, yeah. Um, well, but, but they had I music, too. You think, know, I mean, music was huge. Oh, yeah, that's where Motown came from. Yeah. I believe Yeah. But, you know, the, the Detroit has gotten a, a bad rap lately because the city has gone a different direction, I'll, I'll put it. But, um, yeah. no, it was interesting. I did a, a, a check on all the stories that we've done so far, not, not including <laughs> stories that are just out there waiting to be told. The majority of the stories, because um, I was trying to see if it was feasible to do a Brevard County Magazine, and Mm -hmm. the stories that weren't in Central Florida were in Tennessee and California, Uh, over abundance of stories from those two areas. Why Tennessee? Couldn't tell you. Why California? (laughs) It's got a lot of environmental stuff going on out there. There's a lot of homelessness and a lot of people trying to make the world better by uh, you know, anti-plastic or anti-litter. So that's why those stories get told. But there are others, too. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And, you know, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm reflecting on what we were talking about with Detroit and, you know, art being in the eye of the beholder, you know. Um, a lot of the west, southwest, from what I've seen, I don't know. Have you ever been out here, by chance? Only on my way to Hawaii. Southwest. Just stopped in the airport and left. 
was in so Phoenix. they have a lot more like Latino, Latina oh. style art, which is still really beautiful yeah. to me. It's just I don't hear the, the writing portion. I, I see the art of, you know, when you're going down 66 and they do the uh, old timey, you know, like, I'm going to take a hubcap and put some bottle caps on it. Like, you know what I mean? That kind of art, which I still think is really cool. I'm not discrediting it. But I think I, I, I'm more saving my own behind right now, saying that there is art out here. It's just not the typical art that we're used to. And I think that's what we both kind of were alluding to is that, hey, you know, just because it's not our style doesn't mean it's not style, you know. I think Be Unique says that a lot too, like Be Unique. <laughs> your style is your style. Absolutely. And and if you, so if you've how, noticed, oh. we've, we've, we've had a kind of a overriding theme of artists who have reached out to mm-hmm. us and said, hey, could you feature me? They, I mean, they... It, it's uh, it's cool when I don't have to be the one going, hey, knock, knock, knock. I'd like to write an article about you. And um, it's even cooler when I knock on those doors and they answer. But um, the of the artists that we have featured, they're everyone totally different, which I think is really cool. Yeah. I'm going to do the pessimistic side of it, though, because I've been on that side where I've had so many people knock on the door that they want to be in, but then you have to turn them away, and you're like, you know, not this time, but next time, I promise we'll get you. Like, um, is that something that's kind of painful for you, or do you always find a home for all the lost children and be unique? Well, our unscripted podcast, now we have uh, 11 shows now. Now, I think six are in archive, so we've got five that are very active. But our unscripted is booking guests in December of this year. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm I'm not turning them away, but I'm also unable to accommodate everybody at one time. I have a list of right. maybe 1,500 story ideas. They're just waiting for me to find time. We don't, we don't have space. We don't have space to write every story that's out there. And the writers that right. volunteer their time and their talent for us, they can only write so fast, you know? Yeah. Well, and I'm glad that you brought up Unscripted because that was actually the next question I was going to ask. How is the health of Unscripted and the 13, 14, 20 sideshows that you uh, <laughs> branched off with it? Ever increasing. So I'm glad it's still doing good, too. It it still has good health, and that's good. That's good. And I I think that's also, for the listeners out there, we're telling you, if you have a unique story, she has a home for you. She has a home for your voice. Absolutely. And not many people say that. And we we have, um, I have to stop and think for a minute. Uh, Sunday is Coffee, Candy, and Creatives, and we have one host for that. Monday is Manifest Monday, and I'm the host of that one. Uh, Tuesday is open currently. Wednesday is... No, Tuesday's not open. Well, Tuesday's open. We have 24 other, 23 other hours in the day. But uh, we have a show on Tuesday. I am the host, but I'm 
kind of a facilitator. I run the switchboard while mm-hmm. Elisa does spiritual readings on Tuesdays. And then oh. on Wednesdays, that's okay. the one that's open. Thursday is our unscripted night. Friday, we have another host who does a spiritual walking the path type thing, kind of a, uh, I don't want to say a lecture, but it's kind of a, a seminar type feeling to it. A sermon, and kind of, maybe? Sem- uh, yeah. Seminar, no. Um, and then seminar. we have yeah, what I call, on, I call on demand. And it's basically okay. when somebody, I don't want to make them wait until next December. Or this December now. I was saying that for so long. Um, but in, in October, I was telling people, we're booking in next December. So, yeah. Um, I had spent three months telling people, I'll, I'll be taking your bookings, but I, I'm not open until December. Some people would turn me down at that point because they didn't, They I guess they don't keep standard calendars and don't know how to put reminders in their phones or whatever. But... Um, <laughs> You know, we 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 had somebody on our show way back. I want to say it was when we were still being hosted on Off the Chain two years ago, mm-hmm. and yeah. she just came back for her encore, and that was pretty cool because she kept her date with us. She knew how to mark it on the calendar. But um, right, my on-demand show is just the people that I I really want to do them. So I do a show, um, I've been doing it on Zoom and hanging on to it and then editing them as I can. And then that's, you know, I put them up there mm-hmm. as soon as I can. But um, they're all, there's only one of me, Ian, in there. But thank God for for the people that, you know, Rita does her own show. All I have to do is upload it for her. Um, yeah. Pup Duffy does everything. She solicits her guests and then I send her other ideas. She mostly does like entertainment, mm-hmm. um, oh, okay, and and very trendy and pop pop culture. So she does mm-hmm. that. She she solicits her own guests and takes the ones that I send her. But she does her own show. She uploads it. I don't have to sweat over that one at all. Manifest Monday and Transformational cool. Tuesday. I have to really work on because um, those are my shows basically. And then the on-demand is my show. Unscripted used to be, mm-hmm. but now I am giving it over to Tony. He's taking it little by little by little. He's taking on that show. And um, he's mm-hmm. phenomenal. And he's been helping me with some of the other stuff. So that I'm the idea is for Mary to work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard concept for me. So I'm glad you brought that up because um, we talked about knowing your skill set on our last show five months ago. Mm. And um, you said knowing your skill set, and I said more like staying in your lane, like, hey, my lane is X. I, I am this. And I can branch out and do other things, but this is, this is my, like, meat and potatoes. Like, this is my existence. So have you noticed that that's developed more as you've gone on? And I think you've already kind of alluded to that question because you said that you're still trying to learn that Mary doesn't do everything. So how how has that developed and what have you done to, you know, develop that skill, knowing your skill set? Um, 
Well, I'm a great facilitator. I'm a fabulous administrator. I'm a superb writer and an even better editor. And I'm an okay podcaster. Um, I think I'm a better guest than I am a host because sometimes I get lazy and I don't really do the research I should do. I just kind of wing it, which is why I like Unscripted because I can wing it. But having Tony, I mean, I never thought until Tony did this. I mean, he he was going to just, I asked him one day, I said, could you possibly stand in for me on Thursday night? He said, sure, what am I doing? And I told him, and he, he handled it like a pro. Um, but he went out and found sound clips and, you know, sound bites of these uh, people. The first show he did was a, a comedian. And he went out and found clips of this guy performing, and he played it. Mm-hmm. And he played some theme music from some, one of the movies he was in. And I never thought of doing that. I just, I sit there and go, okay, question one, question two, question three. Right. What do you want to right. tell me? And then do not deviate from the question. To, <laughs> yeah, when I get down to the 15-minute marker, I'm like, well, be thinking about something you want to close with because I'm, I'm, I'm yawning over here. I'm ready to start this show and end, end the show and get out of here. <laughs> But bear in mind, right. by the time I have, by the time our show starts at nine o'clock, I have already been working twelve hours, mm-hmm. and right. I'm not the queen of taking a break away from my computer. I I do it. <laughs> I'm getting better at that, but I typically, yeah, you know, sometimes I'll bring a, a thermos of hot tea and a bag of whatever mm-hmm. I'm munching on that day, and that's my food for the day. And I sit there all day long yeah. eating junk. Usually it's not junk. Usually it's an energy bar or a meal replacement bar. Mm-hmm. But I still should get up and move, and I don't. So. Yeah, that's actually one of the biggest complaints that uh, people have against me as a project manager. Because um, I'm, I'm more like human resources, project management isk in my daytime job, and I will mm-hmm. if I don't have to send an email or make a phone call, I will walk down to an office just to get up. Like I make that effort, you know. Humans weren't. Yeah, uh, when I was an office administrator, at computers I for, did that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it gives you a moment to get away from your desk. Gives you a little exercise. But it also gives that other person to look up from their computer. Yeah. And I, I haven't done that, and I don't have that excuse. Now, you know, one of the things, one of our goals for Be Unique is um, Be Unique needs a sugar daddy or a sugar mama. We need an investor, a sponsor, who will help us get mm-hmm. to a position where we have a physical location. And then we can do our work from nine to five and go home. So, because uh, we do yeah. tend to work round the clock because, hey, I don't have to go anywhere. Now, I right. will say that I am, I'm, I'm really most of the time responsible enough that I actually get dressed for the day. I don't live in my pajamas. <laughs> right. <laughs> because that's. That's just not a pretty sight. 
But um, no, oh, I, I try to get I try to get dressed for the day because when I do, it sets my tone. It, it yeah. really sets your tone. Now I'm I'm not one of these women who does her hair and her makeup and her nails before she leaves the bedroom. I never have been that woman, and I never will be. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Um, I I think the last time I wore makeup was somebody's wedding, and I danced it off. <laughs> but uh, you know, I guess I I, I tend off. to not. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but you know, I think there are a lot of things to be said about setting your tone for the day, and part of that for me is actually putting on socks and shoes. As yeah. as it no, I agree. I I had a really big issue when, um, as Yvonne calls it, but I don't. I, I'm I'm still trying to channel a little bit of Yvonne because, like, you, you kind of alluded to it, you know, like, oh, like three years ago, and, and we've kind of talked about it a little bit, too, when you're like, I think I'm a better guest than a host. Like, all these things are, like, <laughs> channeling a younger Ian when I was with Yvonne, and it's like, oh, man, like, this this feels so strange because I thought the same thing. Um and then, you know, people started listening to the show, and they're like, you actually have a really nice radio voice. And I'm not really good about compliments. I kind of get a little bit uneasy. Oh, you're just not old enough, um, Ian. When, when, when you get to be my age, and I'm not, I'm not as old as Yvonne. I'm working on that. that that's my goal, to get that far, and then I'll go to another right. goal. But once you, once you hit a certain point, and I think for every person it's different, you yeah. realize what you bring to the table. You realize, and that's where the confidence comes in that Yvonne has and exudes. And she's such a good mentor and a good, she's a really great mama bird. She knows when to push you out of the nest. And that's what she's doing with you now. Not, not for nothing. You know, her family's got some issues. She's content. I mean, I, yeah. Go ahead. But you know, there yeah, comes a point when you hit that, that, you know, you hit that um, confidence level and you go, you know what, I have a lot to offer and I'm not going to hide it. So, and it, it's I, all I've well and really good, good at public to speaking. be shy. Oh, yeah, go ahead. So I'm really good at public speaking and I'm, I'm good at briefings and yada, yada, yada. It's just um, compliments about my day-to-day kind of stuff gets me a little bit chummy. Um, I remember I got an award. I, I think maybe you saw. I think you liked it, and you were like, "Oh, like that's my dude," or something like that. Um, <laughs> I got some award um, a couple months ago, and I'm standing with people that I think literally think I'm a piece of shit. I'm just gonna say it. The SEC is gonna screen it. I don't care. Like the bottom of the boot. I'm a I'm a window licking, boot licking, just cran eating. <laughs> out breathing, whatever other terms you want to throw in there. And they're like saying all these things about like, oh man, if I could get 10 more of you, I would. And I'm like, really? Like, are you talking about me? Me? Like what? <laughs> so that's kind of what, you know what um, I was reflecting I did, on. When I did something. I, I, I don't mean to step on your toes, but I'm going to. Because I, yeah, I am. Uh, no, I did something years ago. <laughs> that blew me out of the water. Just ask the question, do you think I do? 
and you'll be shocked. That's powerful. And I, and yeah, um, I mean, I, I was doing it because I was creating my website for my editing and uh, writing freelance work. And so I thought mm-hmm. I'm, I, I wanted to make my about me page more like a, a dictionary. You know, what is Mary? And I've, I've actually yeah. been called the Mary because the woman who was trying to introduce me to somebody couldn't come up with exactly what is it you say you do here kind of thing because I did it all then and I'm still doing it all. But I wanted to know what other, how other people perceived me. And most mm-hmm. people took this as a, oh, you're a writer, you're, you know, you're a word muse or musician, blah, 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 blah. But my niece said, you're the one who brings the family together. And I had never so thought of powerful. myself that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, of course, I don't do that anymore. That was when my mom was alive. And my job mm-hmm. was to make sure that my family got together to be around my mom. Plain and simple. Yeah. But yeah. Um, since then, my job has been be unique. Mm-hmm. And. I, I think if you just put it and make a poll and email it or put it on Facebook, do you know what I do? What would you, you know, what do you think I do for, for fun or for a living? If, because I had talked about this with you before and I'd even forgotten you're an EMT. So, you know, ding, ding, ding. So a lot of people, they, how they see you, will help you see yourself differently. Yeah, and I've, I've noticed that lately. Um, hold on, I'm writing that down. What do you think I do? Um, I've noticed that a lot lately, too, because, you know, I've been really open about some of my struggles and some of my, um, you know, uh, I don't even know what the right term is. I don't want to say setbacks, but because they're not setbacks. They're just opportunities for you to, get past things that held you back and succeed. You know what I mean? So they, they're not really sending you back, but they're barriers. They're, they're challenges. And I remember um, somebody actually remembered a story for me in, in, in middle school or high school. This is why I love off the chain. Now I'm talking about my middle school. Good Lord. <laughs> oh, well, that was oh, just shame. Two weeks You never failed to, to make this interesting. But he said um, – you know, I was going through a rough time. And I'm like, man, like, I'm trying, y'all, or something like that. My my typical Facebook whiny, I just need a little bit of assistance, lift me up a little bit post. And um, he's like, you know, I still have this image of Ian Bush from middle school that I was getting picked on by a bully. And he literally came over and did, like, just a flying elbow to this guy's face and just, like, plastered him on the ground and was like, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? Wow. And I just kept saying it, I guess. And he's like, I still remember that to this day because you didn't even, which is a little bit now I'm thinking, like, thinking back that, you know, violence is not the answer, you know, all these other PC things that I should have probably, I could have went that a different way, but I think he was getting picked on to the point where, like, he was getting hurt. So I'm just like, oh, I see red. Yeah. I'm throwing it. <laughs> and he's all like, so you do this incredible well, thing for me, and you stand up for me, right? 
And he's all like, and you didn't even turn around to pick me off the floor. You just walked away. You didn't want anything, no acknowledgement. You just literally walked to the principal's office and was like, yep, I elbowed a kid in the face. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) And, you know, that's another great, that's that's another great eye-opener. If you ask people, share a memory that you have of me. Because you'll be surprised at what people remember you for. Even the bad memories. I, I, I don't yeah. Um I don't mind hearing the, the the moments where I wasn't so noble or good or whatever. Like I think those are, are important to remember too. And actually, you know what? Gosh darn it. I was talking to my roommate about that today. Have you heard this Irish joke? About um, the man who goes to the bar and he feels like nobody cares about what he uh, what he's accomplished in the city. I don't think I've heard that one. Have you heard this joke? Okay. I don't know. Well, I'll keep it PC. Yeah, right. I'll keep it PC because it's you know. I mean, I'm trying. Yvonne's like listening to the show right now. She's like, "Yeah, stop." So if, a, she, a Irish, if she's worried um, about it, she can call in. Yeah, right. <laughs> the uh, guest call-in number for everybody is uh, – no. <laughs> so there, it's, the joke <laughs> is he goes to a bar, and um, he's really frustrated. He's all like, bartender, pour me a beer. And the bartender pours him a beer. And I'm not going to do an Irish accent because I'm just going to offend all our listeners in, in Ireland. So I'm just going to do it in my – my voice, right? And he says, you see this bar? I built this bar with my bare hands, but nobody knows. And the bartender says, oh, wow, that's really cool. He's like, and do you see that wall that defends our city? I built that wall with my bare hands. And he says, I didn't know that either. That's really cool. And I mean, it's like inspiring him, right? It's making him even more excited. He's like, yes. And most of the houses in the city I built with my bare hands, and no one will know. And the bartender's just like thinking this dude's a celebrity. He's like, but I do one thing wrong, and that's what they call me. They don't call me a wall builder or a bar builder or a house builder. They just call me that, the one thing I did wrong. And I I, – of course, I PC'd it. Um, <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. But it really, I was like, man, like people do remember the things that you do wrong more than what you well, do I right. I want to know what he did wrong. And, uh, oh, I'll message you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll message you. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that that term on the air. Now Yvonne's really freaking out. She's like, pull the plug. She's going to log in and, like, start canceling the show. Pull the archive. <laughs> I doubt that. I doubt that. She's, she's going to blacklist me from hosting from any other shows on Blog Talk Radio. Not likely. Not likely. It's not a I haven't I heard like anything. That image that there's, I like that image that there's, like, a do not host list on black on Blog Talk Radio, like a blacklist. Or they're like, oh, no, 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 no. We remember what you already did. <laughs> I'm going to make sure you never host in this town again. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, yeah. 
I think if um, some of the people that are out there hosting shows and some of the stuff they say, they can get away with it. I'm sure you can get away with it. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm pretty mild-mannered and timid. I, I try not to get too crazy. So speaking of getting too crazy, so you have this crazy workload that you're maintaining. So I want to focus on you a little bit because we were talking last time. Okay. You want to try to get some writing done. How is your writing doing? Uh, it's coming along. Um, I've got, you know, I still am writing my meeting with my writing buddies. Um, usually once uh, or twice a month. It depends on everybody's schedule. But I, I usually do three or four pages that are mine. Um, I mean, I, I still have, oh, man, I don't know how many books. I just need to polish them and, and get them to the publisher more than anything else. Do you have a work in progress you want to share? Do you want me to read something? Well, uh, no, no, no. I, that, no, no, no. No, I, I, my God, if don't, I want don't you to read. Something, read. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> My ears, my ears. No, no, no. Trust me. If, if I wanted you to read something, like I would have, I would have been like, yeah, make sure you have that ready before the show. No, but like, do you have like a like a synopsis of one of your works in progress that you're working on that you could share with us? Well, I've got several. Uh, which one would I choose? I have three children's books that are, are I need an illustrator for, um, mm-hmm. and one is a mythological. The other one is about grandfathers, and one's about uh, organ transplants, believe it or not. I have one... Um, wait a minute, wait a minute. Stop, 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 stop. You have a children's book about organ, organ transplants. transplants? Yeah. And it's a children's book? It's a children's book. Um, Please tell me this one. Let me find it. Is it like... Uh, hold on. Yeah, no. Now now I'm I like how this was now, like now oh, no, please don't read. No, I must read. No, yeah. Don't you dare read. <laughs> it's it's very it's it's very yeah, right. short. Um it might not well I mean it's two pages right. of text, but it's not two full pages. It's called Sally's Heart. Right. And I'm dedicating this to my cousin who had a heart transplant more than thirty years ago. So oh, wow. here it is. I'll read it to you. Sally was always adventurous yeah, too. When she was very small, she climbed little trees. Her parents were always worried she would fall, but she never did. Sally had a big heart. She rescued all kinds of animals and cared for them. Her father worried one of the animals would bite her, but they never did. Sally always saw the best in other people. Everybody saw Sally's heart in her actions. Her parents thought she'd grow tired of helping at the soup kitchen, but she never did. As Sally grew older, her adventures changed. She still loved to climb trees, but these were bigger. Her friends worried that she would fall, but she never did. One day, Sally said she wanted to race motorcycles. Sally wanted to raise money to feed more homeless people. Everyone warned Sally that she might get hurt, but she never did. Sally was always adventurous and always had a big heart. She helped everyone she knew. Sally helped strangers, too. Then one day, something very sad happened. Sally was outside walking with her dogs. A careless driver ran into Sally, and she was hurt. 
Her family and friends all wanted Sally to wake up, but she never did. In a town not too far away lived a mommy named Linda. Linda had not been adventurous like Sally, but Linda had a big heart too. Linda always helped wherever she could. Linda had two little girls she loved very much, and they loved her too. Linda wanted to watch her little girls grow up, but she almost didn't have that chance. Linda became very sick. She needed a new heart. Sally's parents wanted to be sure Sally could still help people. So after Sally died, they asked doctors to give Sally's heart, Sally's organs to others. Linda received Sally's heart. Now Linda's little girls are mommies, and Linda is watching her grandsons grow. Linda's grandsons love adventures, just like Sally did. Sally's heart has kept Linda alive so she could watch her little girls grow up to be mommies. Now Sally's heart beats inside Linda, and all of Linda's family says, Thank you, Sally. Y'all, that was that was Mary's new children's book about organ donating, and holy crap, like, oh, this is off the chain for a reason. I wasn't expecting that. Holy crap. So you need an <laughs> illustrator for this book? I do. That's what you need? I need an illustrator. All right, y'all. We need to, we need to, we need to make this a thing because I think that's, that's a really beautiful story, Mary. I'm, I'm really Thank proud you. of you. That's, well, I, I wanted well, and you wrote it so I, I well had the idea. their perspective. Yes. And I, I wanted yeah. to, I woke up one day thinking, this was many years ago, I woke up with the words mm-hmm. Sally's heart in my head. And I immediately yeah. called my cousin and I asked her, do you know the name of the woman whose heart is beating inside you? She goes, actually, I do. I said, it wouldn't happen to be mm-hmm. Sally, would it? She goes, how did you know that? I said, I didn't mm-hmm. until just now. And Linda is actually the name of my cousin. That's why her name is in this book. Yeah. I, I can paint, but my painting is way more abstract than I think I need for a children's mm-hmm. book. I can see the visions of the pages. I mean, I, it's, it's mm-hmm. sad, but death is part of life. And I think this, this would help children understand a little bit more. It, it would be more for yeah. a little well, older makes, child. But well, no, 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 not, not even that. Because my daughter's six, and we've already talked about um, religion and spirituality, which scared the hell out of me. I'm not going to lie, as, as a father. I'm like, what? <laughs> We're having this conversation right now. You're six. Slow down. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I'm I think not so wise, Daddy. The beauty. Right. I, I think that's the beauty of the kids these days. The beauty and the the heartache is that they're not kids anymore, especially these pandemic children that are coming up. So if you think about well, it. Well, yeah, and you know, I mean, I've had this book written uh, actually, for for way too long. And I originally thought that I was going to write a romance called Sally's Heart. Yeah. I mean, Uh, you know, but, but there've been enough Hallmark movies out there where somebody receives somebody else's heart and then they, the star crossed lovers meet up. But I I wanted this to be realistic too. And then I I had the idea. Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah. With these pandemic children, I know it's such a terrible term to call them, but like 
it has exponentially increased the um, uh, maturity of them. Yeah. Because, like, well, calling them they already know children, what death is at six. It's a lot easier than saying these children that are being brought up during this pandemic that we're dealing with right now. Yeah, know, right. Call them pandemic and, children. And she that, actually that did that to me. She's like, Daddy, she, she asked me that. And, you know, I... I'm so proud of her. Like, and that's what's so cool about this radio show, is that if something ever happens to me, God forbid, right? I still got a couple more years left. Mm-hmm. I think I'm almost thirty. I think that's the cutoff, right? Oh once you get thirty, it just. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a joke. I once, was just once, making once you, get you chuckle. 30, you realize like, how smart your parents are. She'll thought. hear these shows, and the people that I care about will hear these shows, and they're like, "Oh, holy crap! Yeah. Ian's still here. Like, he's in this room with me." And, well, you know, it's interesting you know, to say that because the Winifred was like, hey, you know, yeah, daddy might not be here one day, someday, I don't know, you know, but there are things that I left behind for you and and you will have of me that I'm not, I'm not just a, I'm just a click away. She can go on this radio yeah. show and hear me talking about her and how proud I am of her and, you know, the conversations that we had and. I think that's really um, cool. I don't know where that thread came from because uh, I got derailed a little bit, but I'll take it. <laughs> that it's, it's cool to create these things for the people that we leave behind, radio, art, books, yada, yada, yada. And I actually, I really, um, I really connected with you on the, <clears throat> I can see it in my head, but I can't paint it on the canvas, like, brain is good, hands are bad, and that's actually what ha- yeah. helped me in my writing, because I had to learn the words that I was trying to say in my head and throw it on paper so people could see it like a like a painting, you know? Do you well, feel I've like often you have that, too? Do my... Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I've often thought that I should illustrate my own books, and then this little voice says, oh, don't do that. You'll never sell one. <laughs> But see, my hope well, is to not necessarily sell it, but I want to be able to have this book available in hospitals for children that are yeah. either undergoing transplants themselves or who are dealing yeah. with parents or who are undergoing transplants. You know, honestly, I'm going to challenge you. Why don't, until you find an illustrator, I mean, if anything, you could do like a first edition with all your, your drawings. And then, like, your second edition can be, like, the illustrator. Like, I want to challenge you. I don't, I don't think your books want to sell if you didn't draw yourself. I mean, I draw some pretty gosh darn good stick figures, okay? Like, my stick figures are on point, <laughs> you know? Oh, my God, yeah. Um, then, no, I, I, then that's the yeah, counter challenge, can, right? Can, oh, can, if your stick figures I are so do... good, Ian, illustrate my book. <laughs> Well, I didn't see it as a counter challenge. Oh, I but was, you're more than I was, welcome to you're more than welcome to stick figure my my book if you want me to send you the. the <laughs> this is why this is called off the chain. <laughs> I'll tell you something that talking about um, age and whatnot. You mentioned that you're 30, mm-hmm. and the year that my oldest son turned 30, he called me up. He goes, "Well, mom." You're officially the mother of an old man. And I said, yeah, 
that. I'm not <laughs> really sure that's possible because you can't be old until I'm old. And I'm not old. <laughs> and so he right. said, Mom, uh, my body's been through a lot more hell than yours has. I'm old. And and he's, he's not wrong about that. He's He's a career Navy guy and He's been through a lot of stuff. But when his younger thank, brother thank called, for, he was uh, Thank him for his service for us. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Thank him for his PTSD. Yay. Uh, but anyway, uh, his his brother called me three years later with the exact same statement. Mom, you're the mother of an old man. I'm 30. I said, son, you can't yeah. be old until I get old. And I'm not old. He goes, that's no fair. You're going to be 17 forever. <laughs> <laughs> Just showing you the difference you know, in how the two of them think. It, it's not funny humorous. It's it's funny kind of um, saddening. You mentioned your uh, son's PTSD because um, I actually have somebody in my life that, um, you know, tried to take the steps to, to get the help that they need. Um, and I was really proud of them, but man, the system is so hard for these people, aren't they? Like they, we need a reform. Like they, they served our country and it's just so hard to, it, it, it feels like maybe just from your side and my side, it feels like it's really hard to just get them in to get them what they need and give back to them because they gave so much to us, you know? It took a very long time for him to get what he needed. Yeah. It was one well, of the hardest things he had to go through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, in but, typical Yvonne terms, I know we ended on a on a high on a high uh topic discussion note. So I am offering with a five minute mark, will you come back on the show and maybe we can talk about um some of those stories as well i mean because that's a unique the mil- the military is a unique culture you know it, not not everybody raises their hand to serve and not everybody um takes that step and you know i think i think that'd be a really fun topic oh to highlight the I, I can give you the topic too yeah. i created a blog in 2011 called need to go it's not a sailor's life for me. In three days, I had 10,000 hits. Oh, wow. This, this thing went all around the world. And I'm not going to tell you any more than that. Go, go check out the blog. It's still out there. I haven't uh, updated it in a long, long time. But if anybody wants well, to look maybe, at it, just maybe it requires an update. Oh, it might. Um, but the the subject is basically over. But I'll be happy to talk about yeah. that anytime because it's yeah. No, let's. I mean, one I, of the one of the most. I, con- think, I am not a controversial person, but by golly, that one was. Uh-huh. I think that we, and I've I've spoke about it on the air a lot that we don't talk about mental health um, enough or the struggles of mental health. And I think even more um, for military members, it's even harder for them. 
And so I think that would be a really cool topic to highlight. Maybe we can try to get you back in April um, during, um, like, the Armed Forces, Military Appreciation Month, yada, yada, yada. And maybe that's something that we can highlight to our listeners is, hey, like, we have men and women who, who put their lives down on the line, and they just have to jump through hurdles to get the help that they need. And it's not fair. I mean, You know what, not only only the military men and women, but a lot of other people as well. My grandson has been diagnosed with PTSD, and that's a horse of a whole nother zebra. Yeah, you don't don't have to serve to have PTSD. Like, I want to make that clear. (laughs) I've seen plenty of people who have not served in the military and have gone through what they've gone through, you know, firefighters, cops, yada, 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 who have PTSD. So thank you for plain, mentioning plain that. Yeah, human, not plain military. human beings. Um, you know, and a lot of people throw out the word PTSD and they don't even know what it actually means. It's post-traumatic yeah. stress syndrome. And any kind of trauma, mm-hmm. it could be in a, a car accident, you could witness something violent, you could be uh, the victim yeah. of domestic abuse. And I know that's a, a big topic that Yvonne likes to talk about. So oh, there yeah. are a lot of a lot of things um, that can cause it. And yeah, when we talk, yeah. I will be happy to come back and tell you some of the some of the reasons my son has PTSD. I can't go into all of them, but I can go into some of them, of um, and I can tell you why my grandson has PTSD, which is completely different subject. Yeah. It's. Um, I, I, I'm going to talk to Yvonne. We're going to pencil you back in for April um, if the schedule allows and all that. I'm making the uh, the host's um, executive decision tonight. How's that sound? <laughs> that sounds fine to me. You just clear it with Yvonne and let me know when, and I'd be happy to come back. Yeah. So in I, 10 seconds or I got lots of what stuff are, what are to your talk words about. Right. My words Ten seconds or less. What, what's uh, your words of wisdom for tonight? Whatever you do, wherever you go, whoever you see, practice kindness. Because you do not know what is behind that facade. Everybody wears a face out in public, and it's not necessarily mm-hmm. the face of what's going on inside. So be kind. I love it. Well, hey, y'all. I really appreciate y'all letting me uh, host tonight's Off the Chain. Again, keep your thoughts and prayers for Yvonne. Um, she will be back. And I was talking to the Mary tonight of Be Unique magazine. Um, I really appreciate you coming on the show, Mary. I can't. Yeah, happy, I remember. Happy to do it's, it. It's the Mary. Um, Absolutely. There's I really only appreciate one. you coming on the show. Yeah, right. I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I appreciate our, our candid conversations, and uh, I really uh, I appreciate you just as a friend in my life and, and allowing me to be your host tonight. So thank you so much for what you do, and, um, you know, just keep doing great things. Well, I look forward to the day we can announce that, what you and I are going to be working on together. Uh-oh. <laughs> Teasers. Have you forgotten? Have <laughs> well, you that being forgotten said, already? Everybody, good night. <laughs> right. Good night. Everybody, uh, good night, and we love you. Have a safe night. All right. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.